Praise God from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson. From the first Peter 2, the verses are 1 through 12, and the title of this week's lesson is Christian Metaphors. From the New King James Version of the Bible, the text reads, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up in a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a holy, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. In our lesson text, 1 Peter 2, 1 through 12, Christians are described in three specific ways. As newborn babes, verses 1 through 3, as precious stones, verses 4 through 10, and as sojourners, verses 11 through 12. Each description helps us appreciate an aspect of our identity as God's people. Like newborn babes, we must grow and develop. Like precious stones, we are extremely valuable because now we are now the people of God, verse 10. Like sojourners and pilgrims, we are not at home in this world and therefore should not live for it. All three comparisons help individuals whose faith was and is tested by fire. Verse 7, chapter 1. And they continue to be needed today. Those who have obeyed the truth, notice 1 Peter 
1 verse 22, are supposed to live differently from people of the world. Stressing this point, Peter noted that we are to remove all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking from our lives. Chapter 2, verse 1. These sinful behaviors are characteristic of unbelievers, but should not be true of Christians. The sins Peter warns about all impact relationships in one way or another. The phrase translated all evil speaking in the New King James is also called all slander in the ESV. These are actions that take place with the intent to harm or compromise another individual. Rather than sinning against and harming one another, Christians are to love one another fervently with a, with a pure heart. Chapter 1, verse 22. The thought of laying aside the evil ways of the past is a major theme and is reinforced in Romans 13, verse 12, Ephesians 4, verses 22 and 25, Colossians 3, verse 8, Hebrews 12, verse 1, and James 1 and verse 21. This exhortation to lay aside evil attitudes and actions that have previously been present is a significant and powerful component to the gospel call to mature in the word. Peter catalogs the love-spoiling vices that Christians must lay aside. Malice is the desire to harm other people, which often hides behind apparent good actions. Chapter 2 and verse 16. Deceit is the deliberate attempt to mislead other people by telling lies. It is mentioned again as something to be shunned in chapter 3 and verse 10. Hypocrisy is the kind of deceit in which persons pretend to be different from what they really are, and especially that they are acting from good motives when in reality they are motivated by selfish desire. Envy is the longing for what other people have. Slander is talking down to others. All of these qualities interfere with the activity of love. Love does not act from spite. It acts for the good of the other person. Love does not practice cunning or act as a mask for selfish motives. It is honest and open. It does not desire to be better than other people or to destroy other people's reputation. It rejoices in the success of other people. The transformation from malicious to loving behavior requires growth. Because Peter wrote to those who had been born again, 1 Peter 1 and 23, he compared them to newborn babes, chapter 2 and verse 2. This comparison is important for it reminds us of both our need for growth and the dependence we must have on God's word. 
We must, as Peter noted, desire the pure milk of the word in order to grow. Every Christian should long for the word of God like a newborn longs for milk. Our desire for more substantive food from God's word is made stronger when we develop an appreciation for his gracious plan. Those who long for the nourishment of God's word uh, provides the, the nourishment of God's that long for the nourishment of God's word that it provides will seek to develop a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. Encouraging this, Peter wrote, coming to him as a, to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. 1 Peter 2 and verse 4. That Jesus is under consideration is made clear by the Old Testament passages quoted in verses 6 through 8. Let us notice Isaiah 28 and verse 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for the foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. So this tried stone, this precious cornerstone, Jesus Christ. Also notice Psalm 118, verse 22. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Again, chief cornerstone, sure foundation. He, Jesus Christ, is indeed a living stone because death could not hold him. Those who follow Jesus are also described as living stones. 1 Peter 2 and verse 5. This term reminds us that we, Christians, can enjoy eternal life that be God's will because he lives. Those to whom Peter wrote chose the right path. Are we? Consequently, they are described as a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Christians can claim this holy priesthood. We are, as Christians, not only the stone, the stones that compose the building, but also the priests who work in it. Our task is to offer spiritual sacrifices. A spiritual sacrifice is an offering of self, Romans 12 and verse 1. It's expressed in praise, thanksgiving, and doing good. Praise, thanksgiving, and doing good. Hebrews, let us notice Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16. Therefore, by him, 
let us continually offer the sacrifices of what? Praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And verse 16, but do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Like the material sacrifices in the Old Testament, a spiritual sacrifice must be an offering that God is willing to receive. Not all sacrifices are acceptable to him, particularly those offered from wrong motives or not accompanied by the right attitude toward God and other people. Let us notice Micah, verse 6 and 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Justly, actions, righteous actions, unblemished, unspotted, behavior, loving mercy. We love mercy by being merciful and walking humbly, recognizing who is God, our Father. Peter sometimes uses houses or household to mean the spiritual environment where believers support one another congregations of Christians who actively pursue love toward one another, lifting one another up, edifying one another. Therefore, as we, this is Galatians 6.10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. That good is what God would have us to do especially to those who are of the household of faith. When Peter wrote about a spiritual house, he was providing a commentary on the words of Jesus. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. So this spiritual house are these group of individuals who have been called out to serve. And they are known as friends of God. That was our lesson last Wednesday. That's John 15 and verse 15. Every part of the house, beginning with Jesus himself, is elect and precious, chosen by God. And every stone of the house, every one of these living stones, has its gift and its function. And every part contributes to the whole. Every Christian is vital to the well-being of the community. 
by temperament, talents, by background and opportunity. Some contribute more, some less to the well-being of the whole, but each has a purpose. The functioning of the community, the Church of Christ, depends on each Christian doing his part. God's people have always understood they are temporary sojourners. When Sarah died, Abraham called the sons of Heath together and said, I am a foreigner and a visitor among you. Give me property for a burial place among you. Genesis 23 and 4. A sojourner is a foreigner, a visitor, a temporary resident. In the law, God said, For the land is mine, for you are strangers and sojourners with me. Leviticus 25 and verse 23. The psalmist perhaps said it best. Hear my prayers, O Lord, for I am a stranger with you, a sojourner, as all my fathers were. Psalm 39 and verse 12. Christians are never to forget they are sojourners on the earth. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Given their status as sojourners, Peter urged his readers to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, 1 Peter 2 and verse 11. Because our time is limited, we must serve the Lord rather than destructive lusts. When we behave properly, we make an impact, a positive impact on our community. Those who do so are able to withstand the critical examination of outsiders. In fact, Christians who live properly deflect the attacks of the world and provide a model for others to see the difference. The principle of conduct expressed in verse 12, by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation, goes back to Matthew 5 and verse 16, where Jesus told his followers to let their light shine in such a way that people would change. This principle, that Christian conduct must be determined, at least in part, by considering its effects on non-Christians, is found throughout the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 32, Colossians 4 and verse 5, 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 12, 1 Timothy 3 and verse 7, 1 Timothy 5 and verse 14, 1 Timothy 6 and verse 1, and Titus 2, verses 5 through 10. I cite all of those uh, insofar as I'm doing research and hope to bring uh, that lesson to you 
about Christian conduct as a effect on non-Christians. Spiritual growth is not optional. Each Christian should desire to feed upon and grow from God's Word. This occurs when we read, study, and meditate upon Scripture. The Word has a chance to be reflected in the life we live when we learn and apply the precepts of truth we study. God's Word must be a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. Psalm 119, verse 105. As James wrote, we must be doers of the Word and not hearers only. James 1 and verse 22. As we persevere through the low valleys of this temporal world, let us remember this world is not our home. Whatever trials or struggles we face here are temporary. Paul made this point when he wrote, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 and 18. This lesson is yours. I pray that there has been something said that is both edifying and uplifting. Next week's lesson is taken from 1 Peter 2, verses 13 through 37. And the title is Submit Yourselves. Let's pray together, family. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Father God, we Approach your throne of grace with all humility and tender-hearted awe. You are our God, a God who sits high and looks low, a God who is always present, a God who is love. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, your long-suffering. We thank you for all the many blessings that you bestow upon us each day. We thank you most of all for the truth found in your only begotten Son and our Savior, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his sacrifice for all humankind. We thank you for the way that he established where men, women, boys, and girls are able to find their way back to you, if it be your will. We come with petitions on our heart for those who do not know you. We pray for space and time that they may come to know you before it is everlasting and eternally too late. We come for those suffering various health issues. We pray for the caregivers, the essential workers who labor in the practice of medicine to restore a portion of health. We pray to you, Father, knowing you are the great physician who has never lost a patient. 
We pray that if it be your will, lift up all those who lie on their bed of affliction this day. We pray for all within the sound of my voice and their extended families. We pray that they are able to gain those things that they stand in need of to be called the children of God. We pray for leadership in your church. We pray for the deacons and elders that they may continue to stand boldly on your truth. We pray for continued guidance and wisdom to come our way. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, church, thanks for listening. Reach out in Christian love this week and lift one another up. Thanks for being a part of this study. Stay safe and active in faith. Bye for now.